Uh, if you would open up your Bibles to the epistle to the church at Philippi, uh, the book of Philippians, and let's look at chapter one. Let's look at the first six verses. Uh, tell you what's on my heart this morning by the Spirit of God. Christ, uh, He's wants us to realize how active He is in our lives. And so uh, He's working in you this morning. Say, Christ is working in me. Christ is working for me. Christ is working through me. So we're going to look at those three things this morning. Uh, and we'll pull a foundational text from here. And then we're just going to look at uh, some different verses of Scripture to build your faith, to loose your faith, just to encourage you. The Spirit of God wants to build us up this morning to the reality uh, of how powerful Jesus the Word, Jesus uh, the living Word, written on your heart by the Holy Spirit, how it can change everything about our lives. Amen? So if you would, Philippians chapter 1, let's start reading in verse number 1. If you're there, say amen. I want to welcome uh, Sister Linda here this morning visiting with us. Everybody wave at her. And uh, let's start with verse number 1. Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons, grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, uh, all making request with joy. Why? Verse 5, for your fellowship, your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Just think about it, your partners in the gospel. With Jesus Christ, the good news. Amen. Notice what he said, though. This is a, what I want you to take home with you. Underline this in your uh, mind's eye. Underline it in your Bible. Uh, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it, will finish it uh, un- until the day of Jesus Christ. I want you to think about there's a good work in you this morning. Amen. And you have the assurance what God starts, He finishes. What God starts, He finishes. Amen. Brother Larry, would you pray? Yes. Yeah. Amen and amen. Thank you, uh, Brother Larry. Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for your your presence. And uh, let's just follow the mind of the Lord this morning. So uh, I, I want you just to, to, to be encouraged that you being uh, a born again, blood bought, blood watched believer, that there is a work happening in your life. And, and that work is is. is the very work of God the Father through His Son, Jesus, the living Word, by the Holy Spirit. And so the Spirit of God drawed you to God the Father. He started revealing uh, Jesus, the Word, to you. And you started on this walk, this walk of life. You started uh, walking out your salvation. And uh, as you're, every one of us in in this uh Part of the body, we're in different levels of walk, we're in different uh, places, 
different seasons. But every one of us, we have the unction of the Spirit of God. We have the anointing in our lives. And so uh, the Spirit of God simply wants to remind us of some things. And He wants us to be assured that God is going to finish what He started. And so you may be going through a season this morning where you're struggling in certain areas or you may be standing in faith, believing God for some promises uh, and they haven't come to pass. Or you may be going through a, a, a trial or a temptation or a struggle in your life. God knows right where you're at. He's with you this morning. And and I, I don't want you to be discouraged. I don't want you to let go of the promises of God because this Bible is full of promises and they belong to you. Because, see, you have a heritage. You have an inheritance in Christ Jesus. And, and, and so the devil's going to try to steal, kill, and destroy. But this morning, you and I, we've got to stand strong with the greater one that is in us, the one that is working for us. So let's look at some things this morning. Notice what he said now. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it uh, until that very day. So let's talk about that good work just a minute. Mark your place here in, in Philippians and just turn back one book to the book of Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 and, and, and let's see this good work that is, it is at work at you by the grace of God. Look what it says, uh, very familiar verses of scripture, but in verse number 8, it said, for by grace are you saved. Aren't you glad this morning that your salvation has nothing to do of yourself other than your faith in Jesus? Come on, you and I, we couldn't save ourselves. We couldn't deliver ourselves. We couldn't bring victory to us. But Jesus did, and it's because of the grace of God. For by grace are you saved through, what's that channel? It's the channel of faith. And it's not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. So God gave you a gift. The Bible says, and uh, Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, and he said, in Second Corinthians, he said, but uh, give God praise for his unspeakable gift. You know, that gift of Jesus, it's, it's hard for you and I to even describe who Jesus is and what he has done for us. Yes, we can do that at this moment, but guess what? It'll be lacking this evening. Because Jesus will be more revealed to you moment by moment, each minute. And, and the words that you and I would use to describe Jesus right now, they won't even touch what we're going to know him moment by moment as we step deeper into this walk in him. And so this great gift is at work in you. Now look what it says. Drop down to, uh, to verse number 10. So this is Jesus Christ working in you. Notice what it says. For we are his workmanship. And that's what you got to tell the devil. When the devil is attacking you, when he's attacking uh, the things that God has gave you, uh, when he's attacking uh, your, your ministry, your influence, your, your very light that Christ has made you in this world, you need to tell the devil, say, I'm the workmanship of God. Jesus Christ is at work in me. And, and I, I'm not the finished product uh, fully yet. I am in the spirit. I am in the eternity. But I'm having to live it out, walk it out. And I'm that workmanship. Now notice what it says. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Now, uh, about 1,500 times this Greek word is translated in, but it's also uh, about 150 times translated by. So however you want to look at it, you are created in Christ Jesus, but you're also created by Christ Jesus. Yeah. See, so if I, if I get to seeing myself in Jesus, but I also see myself 
created by Jesus, when the devil starts talking to me about my uh, things that would be a, a, a hindrance, a discouragement, that would try to create despair, despondency in my life, I say, no, wait a minute. Jesus is in me. I'm in him. He created me. He made me the way he desired me to be. Revelation 4 and 11, the last verse of chapter 4, says that you and I were created for God's pleasure. So devil, you just keep your mouth shut in the name of Jesus. Christ is at work. He's at work in me. And and so I'm his workmanship. Now notice, for we are his workmanship created in uh, Christ Jesus unto good works. Isn't that amazing? This morning, I don't know about you, but I can look back over my life before Jesus and I see the works of the flesh. The Bible talks about the works of the flesh. I see the work of darkness. The Bible talks about the works of darkness. I I see the the works of self-righteousness where I tried to attain righteousness on my own and all of those things. And none of those worked. But now I have the understanding that there is a good work in me. There is a good work in the Christian this morning, and it's Jesus Christ at work in your life. It's the one who defeated hell, death, and the grave, and he's at work in your life wanting to grow you up, grow me up, bring revelation of who we really are. You are not a defeated being. You're you're, you're not a a person that just uh, on barely get along street. Come on now. You're you're an overcomer. You're you're always triumphed and in Christ Jesus. And and you and I need to have this reality that the greater one is at work in us. And so I'm created unto good works. And that good work is that Jesus Christ is active in my life. So this morning, things that are in my life and things that are in your life that doesn't match up with this Bible, we come back to Jesus and we say, Lord, Lord, uh, this doesn't match your word. Your word says this, but here's where I'm at. Show me the good work. Show me the word that I need that will build my faith, that will loose my faith, that will uh, that will be that truth that will make me free in this area where I can move to the next step. Amen. That's what Jesus has got for you. And so don't ever settle. In other words, don't let the devil convince you, oh, it's as good as it's going to get. Come on, we're going to go through trials and tribulations, right? Jesus said so. John 16, 33. He said, you're going to have those. But he said, be of good cheer. I, I've overcome those things. So, yes, we're going to go uh, through those things. But that's the key. We're going to go through them by the word of God, by Christ working in us. And so I want you to be encouraged this morning. He said, unto good work, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. This word walk could just as easily as it is in other places be translated live. Live in them. I can live in the good works of Jesus. And that's something. And so I want you to think about that. This morning, nothing was caught off God by God. He had a plan. Now you and I, there's always a choice. You and I, we, we make choices. There's some who should be here this morning. They're not. They made a different choice. And, and so, but God's perfect will is that you and I choose His path. But I want you to think about it this morning that from the foundation of the earth, who Jesus Christ was slain from the foundation of the earth for us, God had a plan for you to be here this morning. Isn't that amazing? And he had a plan for you to have a work of his to come into your life by you hearing this word this morning. Oh, my goodness. See, the devil wants us to think, oh, what's going to happen is going to happen. And, and, and we're just walking and living our lives. And, and, and it may work out and it may not. Now, you and I, we're going to be like Joshua. 
Joshua 24, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Hallelujah. And so because we have made the choice to serve the Lord, the things that God thought about from the foundation of the world is going to come to pass in your life. Oh, my goodness. So every lie, every shadow that the the worker of darkness is trying to bring in to your life and into my life, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And you say, no, that's not ordained for me. Because I'm choosing to let Christ work in me. I'm going to let Him uh, work the works of righteousness for me. My, my confidence is in the finished work of the cross. Uh, my, my righteousness is as filthy rags on my own. But through Him now, I am made white. I'm justified. I'm redeemed. Amen? He's at work in my life. And, and, and so, uh, as I let that happen, it changes everything. Go with me to, uh, to Colossians chapter 2. Let's build our faith just a little bit. You and I, we've got to get into the Word of God. We've got to get into the letters that's written to the church to strengthen us. Look at Colossians chapter 2. Now, we're talking about Jesus working in us this morning. Uh, look at verse number 6. Colossians 2, verse 6. As ye therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him, so live in Him. Live in Him, live by Him. Now, notice what it says. Rooted. Say, I'm rooted in Jesus. Now, that that word rooted is from a Greek word that means that you are rendered firm. You are made stable and strong, and you are supplied from Jesus. Wow! This morning, everything that you would have need of from the foundation of the world, God had a plan for your life. And because you're choosing that plan, you're being rooted in Jesus. He's the vine, we're the branches. Everything that God has for us comes through Jesus. It's going to come into your life this morning. Because you're ready to receive, amen? You're ready to take God at His word. Rooted and built up. Come on, you're, you, that's what Brother Corey, is why the, the Spirit of God laid that song on him, that last one. We're built up, we're built on the foundation of Jesus Christ and the, and the apostles, amen? Uh, he, he said, built up in him, now notice this, established in the faith. Now this word established means that, that your life is becoming stable as your faith increases. Yes. So that means that you and I have got to feed on the Word of God. Right? Romans ten seventeen. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So if there's any area in your life, in my life, that's not stable. In other words, if the devil is working on us in that area, if he's trying to hurt us, hinder us, discourage us, stop us, then we need to feed our faith in that area and we need to get stronger and stronger in him. He said, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therewith with thanksgiving. So I need to be so thankful. So uh, when the devil attacks in a certain area, I need to start thanking God that he has a word for me in that situation. Now let's note a second witness this. Go with me to Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20, and look at what the word of God will do for you and I. Acts chapter 20. Let's look at uh, verse 32. This is Paul talking uh, 
and given a warning to the church, but we'll just read one verse for sake of time. Acts 20 and 32. And now, brethren, I commend you to God. In other words, Paul said, I, I, I brought the word of God to you. You've been saved. You've been born again. You've been filled with his spirit. Now I'm just trusting God to take care of you. He said, and now, brethren, I commend you to God. And, but it's not just to God, it's to Jesus, it's to the word and to the word of his grace. So, so you and I, we've got to see that everything starts with the word Jesus and it ends with the word Jesus. So you and I, we, 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 we've got to see how important the word is. You and I are not going to make it in these last days unless we feed on the Bible, unless we feed on the word of God. We've got to, to hear what the spirit is saying. Now, praise God for the whole Bible, but I don't need to be over here reading about, uh, a, a, a certain situation that does not apply to me at this moment in my life. In other words, the devil, he didn't care if you just read the Bible. He just doesn't want you to follow the Holy Ghost. He doesn't want you to follow the Spirit of God and and, and have the faith for the attack, the faith for the, the promise that God is trying to bring to you and the devil's trying to hinder. Amen? Now notice what he said. He said, and now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of grace. Now, what does the word of grace do? What does Jesus do? Which is able to build you up. Whoa, you're being built up this morning. Amen. I'm being built up. And so by the spirit of the living God, we need to say, Jesus, I, I, I need a word for this situation in my life. I'm having some problems in this area. I, I'm struggling in this situation. And, and I, I'm trusting that I know the spirit because the spirit has drawn me. The spirit has infilled me. Uh, show me what I need this morning to be built up in this area where I'll be stronger than the lies of the devil. To build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. All of them which are made holy. Oh, the devil doesn't want you and I to think that we're holy. That's what sanctified means. It means to make holy. Holy is the Lord God Almighty and holy is his children. Come on now. That, we've got to see ourselves in the light of the word of God. I have an inheritance this morning. You have an inheritance. And that inheritance is, is the word of God. Just think about it. If you got a letter in the mail and it come through an attorney and it was uh, uh, from a, uh, somebody, maybe you didn't even know them. But for some reason in their will, your name is listed. And in that will, uh, they have gave you certain things. If you didn't open up that letter and read what the attorney was saying to you, you wouldn't know what you inherited. Well, the Bible says in the epistle of 1 John uh, chapter 2 that Jesus Christ is our advocate. He's our attorney. He wants to reveal to us this inheritance that we have this morning and it comes by this Bible. It comes by the living word of God. And so this morning, I got to see Jesus is at work in me. I don't have to stay where I'm at. I don't have to think the way I think in the old man, in the natural. I don't have to talk the way I used to talk in the natural. I can talk God talk. I can be led by the Spirit of God. I can have victory and deliverance and freedom and peace and joy. All the things that have been promised me. Amen. But all I have to do is get in the Word and let it happen. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. We got to see how powerful this Word is. Look what the Word of God says. Paul says to the church at Thessalonica, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because we received, what? 
the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men. Come on, it doesn't matter what I say. So you can, I can take the word of God and speak it. And if you hear the word of God as Greg saying it, it means nothing. But if you hear the word of God as the Holy Spirit speaking God's word to you, it's inspired. It's the truth that makes you free. It's the truth that brings healing, deliverance, victory, and peace. Not as the word of men, but as it is in truth. Notice this. The word of God, which effectively, uh, which is active and powerful, working also in you that believe. If I receive this word, it's going to effectually work in my life. It's going to bring a victory in my life. It's going to bring a truth in my life. It's going to bring an understanding. Come on, John 8, 36, whom the Son makes free. The Son is the Word. So every area in my life that I am bound, I need to come back and I need to say, wait a minute, I can't be bound in this area because Jesus is at work in me. Amen? He's at work in me. What does the Scripture say? Uh, Brother Ryan, put um, 2 Timothy three sixteen. All Scripture is given how? All Scripture is given by the inspiration. It's God-breathed. This Bible is God. It's God's breath. It's God's Son. It's by the Holy Spirit. Inspiration of God and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now look at verse 17. 2 Timothy 3.17 That the man, woman, boy of God may be what? Perfect. This word perfect is, is a little bit different of a, of a Greek word. It means perfect, but it means fresh. In other words, you're not stale. Your faith is growing. It's expanding. Your, your, your life is not stale. It's not born. It's not in a corner somewhere. Your life is fresh. It's expanding. Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Come on. Christ is in you. He's wanting to loose some things out of your life this morning and the devil's wanting to keep them hid. Come on. Jesus said that when he gave us the parable of the talents, he said, don't be like the one who takes the talent and and hides it in his life. The one who digs it and puts it in the ground or the one who wraps it in the napkin. No, he said, let your light shine, right? That's what we've got to do. We've got to recognize and realize there is a good work that is available to you and I. Now let's go back and let's read our text, just verse 6 in in Philippians chapter 1. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. So Jesus is working in me, but Jesus is also working for me. You need to know that. I need to know that. I need to know that the greater one, the one who loves me absolutely, eternally, without end, that he's working for me. So let's document that. Let's go to the book of Romans, chapter 8. Very familiar verses of scripture. But let's let's receive it into our life this morning. Romans chapter 8, look at verse 31. Romans 8, 31. What shall we then say to these things, if God be... Come on, he's for you this morning. Christ is working for you. If God be for us, who can be against us? Now, uh, in this particular context, 
Paul is writing uh, to the church at Rome here. He's trying to show them how they're justified by faith. Now, I, I encourage you, this is just 39 verses. This is something that would be good for you to read every day for the next 30 days. If you'd read this chapter every day for the next 30 days, your eyes will be enlightened, your heart will be free, you'll see things that you never saw before. There is an anointing on this chapter right now to bring a new level into your life, into my life. And we, because God wants you to see that as the devil's coming against the whole world, as the devil's coming against the church, that Christ is your justifier. Christ is your redeemer. Christ is the one who says who you are, not the world. Not the devil, not the flesh, not even your soul. Come on, your spirit has to be uh, in the place where it's renewing your soul by the word of God. If What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And notice what happens. Verse 32. He, God, who spared not his own son, but delivered him up. He surrendered Jesus up. He yielded him up for us all. How shall he not with him, with Jesus, also freely give us some thanks? All things. But you don't know what your inheritance is. I don't know what my inheritance is unless I get into this Bible. Amen. Unless I get along with the Spirit of God. So God is, through Jesus, is working in us. He's working for us. He wants to give us All things. What do you need this morning to be able to have victory and liberty in your life? What do you need? See, we cut God short. We think that that God doesn't want to give us things. That's a lie of the devil. James chapter 1 tells us that every good gift comes down from the Father above in whom there's no shadow of turning. There's no variance. God's always been a giver. He wants to bless you. He wants to give you things. He wants to show you uh, that you can live in this life, in this world, and victorious and an overcomer. Notice what it says in verse 33. This is your strength this morning. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. In other words, when the devil comes to you and says, well, you know, you're not like other Christians. You, you you may be saved, but you don't have victory. You're you're not like other Christians. Uh, you, you know they can pray, but but you can't. You you just don't you pray. You just depend upon their prayers. There's no use in you reading the Bible. You you can't understand it. Let let somebody else tell you what the Bible. Those are lies. And that's a condemning spirit. That that's not the truth. So you've got to when when those thoughts start coming to you, when 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 the when the devil says, "Well, God blesses everybody else, but He's not going to bless you. God takes care of other people, but He's not going to take care." No, no. You say, "No, I'm justified by Jesus Christ. God has justified me. I don't have to depend upon myself. My confidence is that Jesus is working for me this morning. Amen. He's working for me every day." Look at verse 34. Who is he that condemneth? Who's the one that sentences? Is what it says in the Greek. It is Christ that died, yeah, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. And that's something. Christ has done defeated every lie that's coming into my mind. 
Every demon in hell that's coming against me, every demon in hell that's coming against you, Jesus has done defeated them. So when the devil starts trying to put limitations on you, he starts trying to put obstacles in your path, and, and, and he starts trying to get you and I to evaluate ourselves from our own understanding, we say, uh-uh. In the name of Jesus, I'm justified. Christ is working for me. In other words, everything that Jesus done uh, on that cross at Calvary, that whole life being tempted in all points as you and I, he done it for us. And now he's on the right hand of the Father, the Bible just said, making intercession for us. Think about that now. In other words, Jesus knows how you're being tempted this morning. He knows how you're struggling. He knows what's happening. So the Bible says he's done been through that. So he looks over at the Father and he says, Father, this is how I made it through it. Dispatch your angels. Let the Spirit take this word to them. Oh my goodness. Now think about it. You're not dealing with, don't you hate it when you talk to somebody like on technical support or something and, and they start t- trying to tell you what to do from a book and they've never done it in their life? It's a nightmare. But Jesus, he's done walk through this whole life. He knows how to help us. Amen. So this morning, why would we not want to listen? Okay. So go with me to second Corinthians. Let's look at, I want you just to have your faith this loose. Second Corinthians chapter 3. Look at this powerful two verses, starting in verse 17. You can quote this verse. This is one of my favorite verses. I'm sure it is yours too. Second Corinthians 3.17 says, Now, right now, this moment, the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen? There's freedom. But what's the freedom for? See, a lot of times we, we, we just have to hit certain verses and we miss the context. Look at the context of the freedom. Verse 18. But we all, with open face, there's liberty this morning for you and I to look into heaven. Open face. Now, what does that mean to you? Now, that is so powerful because have you ever no- talked to somebody on the phone? You didn't know what they looked like. Me and Larry used to talk about this all the time when we talked on ham radios. You talk to somebody and, and you would form a picture of what they look like by their voice. And then when you met them, you were completely surprised most of the time. Okay? That's what Jesus is wanting us to see, that, that we have a liberty by His Spirit to look into the face of the Savior. Everybody that has seen Jesus, they talk about his eyes are like liquid love. He wants you and I to be able to look into heaven by the spirit of the living God and see those eyes of liquid love. Now, what happens when we do that? But with all, but we all with open face beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. In other words, we're looking through a mirror uh, of the Lord and are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So that means that every time I look into the face of my Savior, by the Spirit, that I'm being changed. This word changed is our English word metamorphosis. You, you, You see a tadpole and how it turns into a frog. But it goes through stages. 
Come on, you're not what you're going to be tomorrow if you hold on to Jesus. You're going to be stronger. You're going to look more like Jesus. You're going to feel more like Jesus. There's going to be more power in your life. There's going to be more victory in your life. There's going to be more deliverance in your life. Not because Jesus is changing, but you and I, we're changing this morning because we're taking heed to the Word of God. Amen? Hallelujah. So, tell the devil that Christ is working in me. Christ is working for me. Amen. Let's go back and read our text one more time. I want to get this in your heart. Philippians 1 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it. He will finish it unto the day. Come on, the very day of Jesus Christ. So Christ is he, he, he's working in me. He's working for me. Now I've got to see if I'm going to ever be like the Lord. I've got to let Jesus work through me. That's what God's looking for. He's looking for us to take baby steps and to have active faith. So let's look at this. Go with me to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Very familiar verses of Scripture, starting at verse number uh, 11. John 14, 11. Jesus says, uh, this is where he's getting ready to leave the earth and he, he's giving his last instructions to the disciples before that happens. But he says, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the very work's sake. In other words, Jesus said, just take me by faith. But if you need to look, you can look and see what I've done. And you can see that I've worked the works of the Father. Now notice what he says in verse 12. Verily, verily. Now, I I love this. This verily, verily here. This is where we get our English word, amen. Now, what does it mean when you and I say amen? So be it. Now, this is what Jesus is saying to you this morning. This is what he's saying to me. Amen and amen. He said, I want you to receive this. Verily, verily, amen and amen. I say unto you, he or she that believeth on me. How many believers we got? The works that I do, shall he or she, shall they do also. When you've got to believe that this morning. See, that when we start working the word of God, that's when... Liberty comes because see, it's one thing just to tell somebody, Hey, Jesus will do this, but he wants to use you to do it. The Bible says that Jesus is sitting on the right hand of the father and we are his many membered body in the. You got to see yourself as the hands of Jesus. You've got to see yourself as the feet of Jesus. Verily, verily, amen and amen. I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I shall do, he shall do also. And greater, larger works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Has Jesus ascended on high? So what time frame are we in right now? We're in the time frame for you and I to be doing the works of the Lord. So Christ wants to work through you. See, when we, when we really put our hand to the plow, Luke 9, 62, Jesus said that no man, no woman, no boy or girl that puts their hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. You and I, we need to put our hand to the plow. Don't look back. Don't let get into self or any of those things. Just know that you're doing the work of the Lord by the power of the word being released in your life by the Holy Spirit. 
Amen? So Christ wants to work through you. What is the greater work that Jesus would want to do through you this morning? See, I found it in my own life, the things that God is challenging me to do is the things that really brings me to a new place of peace, to a new place of joy, to a new place of freedom. See, I thought the things that Jesus was asking me to do was binding me up. I really did. It was making my flesh uncomfortable and I thought it was a, a, a burden. But when I started doing what he wanted me to do and stepping out in faith, it actually brought a newfound freedom and a newfound liberty in my life that I never experienced before. I'd let the devil keep me in a dark area, in a closet, and I didn't even understand what he was doing. Amen. So this morning, I encourage you to to be strong in the Lord and the spirit of his might. Know that you can do those works because it's not you. You're just the willing vessel. I'm just the willing vessel. He's working through us. Go with me to the book of uh, Philippians. We was in Philippians 1. Let's go to chapter 2 in closing. Philippians chapter 2. And look what the word says. Uh Verse number 12, wherefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now much more by my absence, he says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. He said, work out. Now, this this word work out, it means to to fully furnish. So what this is saying, you and I, our full salvation is that Jesus saved me to be just like him. Uh, in his eyes, I'm completely free. I'm completely delivered. I'm completely healed. I, I, I'm all of those things. But you see, I've got to learn how to work it out. I, I've got to, now I'm going to go to heaven because I believe in Jesus regardless. But I don't want to go through heaven here on, I mean, through hell here on earth waiting to get to heaven. Amen. And, and so if there's some areas in your life now we all go through seasons and struggles, but if there's some areas in your life that it seems like hell is always there, we need to reevaluate some things and we need to say, Lord, what are you trying to get me to work out? See, Jesus, is, his works is done. Remember John 1930? It is. But my works are not done. Now, the work in me is done, but I've got to what? Do what's already been done in me. So I need to work out some things in fear, phobios in the Greek. I I, I mean, deep, reverential awe of God and trembling. This word trembling means I need to be shaking. Right now, see, you can't go to sleep if you're shaking. The church is going to sleep. Now, this this trembling is is in awe of God and in awe that He would let you and I do something for Him. Isn't that amazing? All right. Um, Wherefore, my my beloved, as you've always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Verse 13, uh, how is it going to happen? For it is God which worketh in you. The works is because God is working through you. Oh my goodness. Now, so if the Spirit of God moves on me to witness, to testify, 
give a message in tongues, to interpret tongues, to give pure prophecy, to go and hug somebody, whatever it might be, and I don't do it, who, what am I fighting against? I'm fighting against God. That's the work of God. God's wanting to work that in me, through me. He's wanting to work that through His body. And if we say no, we're kicking against the pricks. The Apostle Paul, who was Saul before he became Paul, that's what he did. He kicked against the pricks over and over and over until he met Jesus Christ. And he was blinded in the natural where he could see in the spiritual. And it turned his whole life around. Our life needs to be as a dramatic turnaround in Jesus as the Apostle Paul's was. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Revelation 4.11, we were created to please him. So God is wanting this. So any area in my life that I'm not pleasing God, who am I pleasing? See, when I reject God, here comes the devil. Here comes all of his imps, all of his lies, all of the the struggle and the trouble. So I need to finish with this verse, verse 14. Do some things with how many? Do all things without murmurings. And disputings. And we need to cover more, but we ain't going to take the time this morning. So you and I, sometimes I get to, got to ask the Lord, help me keep my mouth shut. But keep, help me keep my mouth shut. I'm going to do what you'd have me to do. And my flesh is not going to like it, but my spirit is. Because I'm, I'm doing it for the pleasure of God. You're doing it for the pleasure of God this morning. And when we do that, we're working out our own salvation. In other words, n- now that's not going to be a hindrance to us anymore. When we work it out, in other words, uh, that, that thing that was a bondage, that thing was a limitation, that thing that was a dread and a discouragement, now it's a desire. Oh, shanda lullaby. Don't you, don't you know this morning, God wants to put a desire in your heart that you've never seen before? He wants to put a desire from heaven that will change your life, that will give you victory like you've never had before. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. I'll close with this thought. I want you to go with me to 1829 to the state of Pennsylvania. There was a man uh, that was a murderer. His name was George Wilson. Uh, he'd been convicted of all of these things, but it come to find out there was some extenuating circumstances to it, and it depended upon how you define the word murderer versus someone who... Might have been in a heat of passion, might have been in a situation, a circumstance of, of, uh, protection and revenge. There was a lot of, you can read the case yourself. There's a lot of extenuating circumstances. But, uh, as it was brought to Andrew Jackson, he looked at the situation, the president of the time in 1829, and, and he had compassion on, uh, this man and he pardoned him. He wrote out a pardon for him and he said, I'm going to give him a second chance. I don't think he deserves to die. I believe there was extenuating circumstances here. uh, And I want to give him a chance to be productive in society. So uh, that was delivered to his attorney. His attorney come and delivered to him. He looked at the piece of paper and he wadded it up and he threw it down. He said, I don't want his pardon. It's not for me. 
So now, all of a sudden, we've got an issue here. The President of the United States has gave Mr. Wilson a pardon, but he's threw the pardon down. So the prison officials, they're trying to figure out, what do we do? They've never encountered anything like this. They take it to the Supreme Court. So Supreme Court Justice John Marshall, he renders the court's verdict. And the verdict is, this man is innocent. He's been, I'm sorry, this man has pardoned. He's not innocent. He's pardoned. But he's rejected the pardon. So he has to die. This morning, everything we've been talking about, we have a pardon. We have the opportunity to let Christ work in us, let Christ work for us, let Christ work through us. But I've got to make the decision. Am I going to accept the full pardon? Am I going to accept everything that Jesus has gave for me or am I going to throw it down? See, he hung on the gallows and he lost his life because he rejected the pardon. You and I this morning, we've got to make sure. Now, what I'm talking about, I'm not questioning your salvation, but what I'm questioning is there may be some things in your life and my life that are going to hang on the gallows. They're going to die. We're going to lose out on them because they're available to us this morning, but we've got to accept and receive what the Word has promised us. Amen? Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this wonderful group of people. I thank you for your lovely presence. Lord, I ask you right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you open up our hearts like never before. Bring truth, bring wisdom, bring understanding. And let us see some things that we never saw before. Let us accept and receive this engrafted word which is able to save our soul, renew and put us not just in the uh, acceptable or good will, but the perfect will of God. Lord, show us if we've laid anything down, if we've rejected anything this morning. Let us allow you to work in us, for us, and through us in a new level. Let us see how important the Word of God is. Let every lie that would try to take the sparkle, the source of power out of our lives, let it be revealed this morning. Or we ask you in Jesus' name. Would you come this morning and make yourself an altar and say, Lord, here I am. Lord, I, I, I want to change some things in my life. I want to receive some fullness in my life. I I, I, I want that full pardon. I, I, I want to walk in a higher level. I want to I walk in a place of obedience that I've never walked before. Would you come and just let the Spirit of God minister to you this morning? Allow us to pray with you. God loves you so much. He doesn't want you to be discouraged about anything. He wants you to have hope like you've never had before. Some of you are a little, you're, you've grown weary about some things that you've been praying about. And you've been believing for them to come to pass. Let the Lord strengthen you this morning. Let Him refresh you. Let Him show you a, a, a new way to pray about that situation. A new way to speak the Word of God over it. Would you let Him just minister to you this morning? We love you. And we're so grateful and thankful for you. But we want God's best for all of us in Jesus' name. Thank mm-hmm. you.